RadioInfluence.com. All I know is that we're in a damn pandemic. How have I spent almost $3,500 in the last 24 hours? $3,500? You have $3,500 money? Yes. Wow. Well, what did you spend it on? Well, I had to get a new computer for one. Why? Oh, yeah, didn't it? No, it didn't crap out on you. No, it ain't right? going to crap out on me. Look, look I'm proactive. Did you sell the other one? No, I just took it back to where I got it from. It was still brand new. It wasn't even it wasn't even 30 days old. I had just bought a new computer. I had to take it back and get one get an upgrade from that. I cannot keep up with you. Well, you don't DJ, you know. You just twerk to what we do. That's and, right. And, and, and get free shots. You know, so. <laughs> I miss yeah. those days. Well, you seem to be having a good time on your TikTok. I am, dude. And you see, they're trying to take it away from us. The freaking government is trying to take TikTok away. You know what? You know what it's really about. It's about that they need to take it from some of these people who shouldn't be on TikTok. And so, in order to, in order to, in order to make it fair, let's yeah. just take it from everybody. Let's just take it from everybody. No, you know what, man? That let's, is not. Let's let's get this going because we're gonna have a guest That's around true. around around. We're gonna have a guest on the show in like twenty minutes, so we can explore the cannabis space today. But oh, you know, yeah. as always, we come into this show all kinds of ways. So I'd like to welcome everyone to the uh, DJ Eakin podcast. Of course, I am DJ Eakin, the lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Good. I'm not uh, bad. I, I mean, I'm looking cute. That's a good day. Uh, Oh, well, that that's a good day, I guess. You know, you got your lips. It's not every day. I, I know you. Believe me, I've I seen you at I seen you at work in pajamas. So there you I go. I didn't so, say that. Not you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I've seen you at work literally in, in pajama, in pajama pants. And I still look cute. Like, Next I've seen question. you. I have seen you with eight toenails painted. Like, I've literally seen you with eight toenails. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. You're so right. And that was on a good day for real because I did like, not care about that. Like, but now that I feel like I'm back home, though, because like the Rona, you know, it's not happening. You're my girl. I don't, I don't just judge you on all of that. You know, you got, you got, you got a few more things going for you. You know, you got a personality. I think that's all your real hair. I haven't seen you in a while. So, <laughs> I see you. I run a test on that, but you know, there's I, more to you than just you know than just making sure your nails and toes are done. There's more to you than that. Exactly. You know, I, hey, um, real quick because I, you know, what I want to explore too. First of all, before we even go any further, is um, and you and I had this conversation with somebody, and then I had the conversation with someone else about exactly what the DJ Aiken podcast is, right? Like, what what do we do here? You know, because I've been trying to think of a description to have people, you know, just to describe us in a couple of sentences. Right. But what I have thought about here is a way to describe it. I haven't gotten the words all the way down, but you tell me if I'm on the right track here. Okay. Like we 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 come from hip hop. Like and I you know, I know me first. I definitely come from hip hop. You come from hip hop with a with a splash of reggaeton and salsa, you know, all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know. You know, so but definitely but, yeah. but in but in the hip hop space or the hip hop culture, what has always happened in my opinion or how I was brought up in hip hop is hip hop always told the story or told the stories of those who didn't figure that they had as much of a voice. You understand what I'm saying? And, okay. and, and not totally spoke for them, but we weren't in the hip hop space. If you look at, you know, some of the older acts and you may or may not know some of these names, Brittany, like the public enemies, the KRS ones, yeah. the, 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 the Eric B and rock hymns, even going to the West coast, right? You see say NWA as crazy as people thought that their music was, they spoke for a lot of people who didn't make the news every day, but they spoke about what was really going on on their block. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And and no subject was was seemed like it was it was out of bounds. You understand what I'm saying? Because in, in hip hop, you think about what we do. We're we're associated with all kinds of things now. Be it marketing, be it sports, be it what's going on in politics. Like hip hop has a voice in all of that, or in some way, if you're listening to the right artist, we're not afraid to be involved in that in any way. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that when, you, when you're talking about us, I think anybody that's new here that wants to know what we, we do, we, we may be in any of those spaces, but in a, in, a, in a conversation that hopefully everyone feels like they can join in on, you know? Yeah, I think it's definitely, it's also too, like we're just having fun at the same time. Like we're in quarantine too right now, you know? We're in lockdown going through with everyone else. So 
Are we not you, supposed to be going outside right now? Uh, don't tell me you're out there with the Rona, just chilling, hanging out, and, you know, vibing. I don't understand it. You need to be inside. I ain't just outside just vibing, but, I mean, I have my mask on. I ran some errands today. Like, I got Look, oh, I okay. I have things to do. I ain't I ain't in the clubs. Like I ain't in the clubs. Like everything I do, I try to keep social distancing. You know that type of thing. Okay, that's okay. I'm cool with that. But I'm still not even getting out there. Like I haven't been to the beach. Nothing. I'm not. Mm 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 mm. Everything's. You see the ICU beds and all of that. Uh, is like getting overcrowded or about to be at capacity. I should say over here anyway. Over here, Southwest Florida, the hospitals are like crowded. I ain't trying to be over there. Isn't that isn't that one of the biggest problems with this coronavirus though? Is 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 that the hospitals can't handle the amount of people that if if we if it gets out when it gets out of hand is that there's not enough space in the hospitals for people to be taken care of. We're on the way to being there. Like legit, we, if we keep going, absolutely that will be us. And it's already happening like in the states, but here, like I don't know, do you do you know what your hospitals yeah, like are looking it, like? It, it, it's happening in Tampa in a few places that they're like they're on the they're they're on the brink of like we got some problems. Yeah. So, uh what? But but Brittany, but but <laughs> what is the but? but? Don't tell me don't have but there's this really cool spot. No, I think it's lit. What? No. There's nothing about a spot that's lit. Uh, over in Bradenton, Florida, because you know Florida, we always got a solution. <laughs> what? We always got a solution. Tell over me. in Bradenton, Florida, which is like I would say an hour from me, probably like two two and a half hours from you. Right? Not even an hour from you, like 40, 45 minutes. Depends on traffic, right? Bradenton's like uh-huh. two, two, two hours from you. I guess just right, before right. you get to St. Pete, Florida. Listen to this when I read it to you. Because and we're gonna get more into the show, but as long as we're on coronavirus and the things that are going on, federal agencies, hazmat crews respond to Florida church selling COVID-19 miracle solution. Stop! Brittany, what's wrong with your people? Brittany, look, look, look. Multiple agencies, multiple agencies were called to the Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing in Bradenton, Florida, in connection with search warrants and a federal order involving a concoction that the church has been selling as an alleged treatment for the novel coronavirus. Okay, I need to know what is in this. This is so great. I cannot believe this is real. And well, the fact well, that it comes well, from us is even greater. Go on. Well, I don't know all of what's in it, but what was seized by the crew is they found 50 gallons of mu- muriatic acid, 22 gallons of finished miracle mineral solution, and 8,300 pounds of so- so- sodium chloride. Um, Wait, what is muriatic? What was it? Muriatic. Muriatic acid. Fifty gallons acid. of that. That don't even, even sound is like. That? I don't Why know, but it, right. but it don't. It acid. don't sound like that I should be taking, right? It don't. It, Keyword right. acid. <laughs> right. right now, now get this. Dude, this okay. Court, court documents obtained, and this is a story from uh, ABC Seven, show that a federal judge ordered that all websites selling the goods be immediately removed from the internet, and that all supplies involved in the creation of the miracle mineral solution be confiscated and destroyed. The order also prohibited the creation of future websites to market the product. Now, you know what really gets me about this? This is a church. This is a church. Like, ain't we supposed to be able to just like, like seriously, just off the top, just off the top. Without anything else being involved, Same. ain't we supposed to be able to trust the church? Trust the church, pray. I feel like that's a, a strong, you know, a big weapon that the church has is to use prayer. So I'm confused at why they thought they needed to make a concoction of something. Like stick to your prayer, cause that's where you're strongest at when it obviously, comes to the obviously. Obviously, they strong in the pockets because they probably been making if they making that much of the miracle cure of the miracle of the miracle concoction. <laughs> if, the, if they make it look, 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 I love this name too, the miracle mineral solution. That sounds like something that late at night at like 3.45 a.m. when everything else been going off and I don't feel like watching Don, Lim- Don Lemon anymore <laughs> or I don't feel like watching forensic files. I turn and it goes before it comes on. The real station goes. The opinions expressed by this next advertiser or person <laughs> are, not, are not the opinions of NBC, right? And then a phone number comes, and then that yeah. dude come on, and he's slapping a few people in the forehead and throwing all kinds of 
too much water on people and talk about, let me tell you something, Rona. Let me tell you something, Rona. Yes, that that's what you would think. Eakin, I don't like the fact that you can just buy the the solution, the miracle solution at Lowe's. Like what? How is Lowe's? How is that going to be one of the? Yes, you. That's where you buy the muriatic acid. Well, that ain't buying the whole solution. You should got You got to go over to the church though to get them to put it together. No, but that's what I'm saying. The fact that the church went to Lowe's and was like, all right, we need some muriatic. Where where else did they go? Eakin, I'm more concerned about why they thought they had the. Who gave them this recipe? No, you concerned. Here's what I'm more concerned about. <laughs> outside, outside of maybe that little food truck that we see outside of Lowe's and Home Depot, what do they sell in there that you would even want to put in your body? Like, what do they sell in Lowe's or Home Depot that you should want to put in your body? Now, now let's let's just start there, Brittany. Like, I ain't talking. Like, I know sometimes I go to Home Depot, right? There's a lady outside the one that's close to my house. She got a little hot dog and hot dog and sauce. There's some pretzels or like those cinnamon. There, there, there you go. Right. But once you go in those doors, right? Okay, they do have those little fridges by the register where you buy a Red Bull. A I drink. think I've seen some candy sometimes, maybe. But a drink you'll find at any other store that you'll see the same drinks in there exactly. for beverage. So what make you go down one of those aisles though and find anything that someone <laughs> should want to put in their body? I cannot. I cannot. This was in Brandon said, okay, how many people bought this? How much did the profit? What were they selling it for? What did you say? I, I, it, it, it doesn't say that. It does, it, I don't have that part in this article. Um, oh, wait. Well I, well, I guess I could have read the whole, um, the, whole <laughs> um, the, uh, the court documents, but I don't, I don't really get it too deep in the court documents. I just don't. Because I, I feel like we got to keep, keep moving. But Again, let's go back to the part of anybody. If anybody out there is going in Home Depot and going down any of those aisles to find something to put in their body, I got an issue with that. I'm, I I'm, do. For real. For real. And you need to go to a new church after that. I'm sorry. That's like a, a what do you call it when it's a, like you're comp- hard out, hard out. Well, I don't know. But first of all, with the church named Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing, that right there sound like the dude don't it? That sound like right there that the dude that's the preacher he don't even wear a tie. He don't even wear a tie. He don't got a collar. When it, you know what? Let me tell you something right now. When your church's name is that right there, I guarantee that dude wear a polo. Yeah. I guarantee that dude wearing a polo. He's no. either wearing a polo or it's like come as you are, and you look up there and he got on a t-shirt that say God saves or something like that. Like he got on that kind. Of, like he ain't got on nothing that you look up there and say my reverend got on a suit. My reverend, you know, he's he's like he's 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 got on like he he got the handkerchief that he, he you know he keeping himself because he's sweating. That right. dude is wearing a polo. No, you're right. He is not breaking the sweat because you know, definitely not. He's over there making solutions in the back with some mineral. He heard the word mineral and was like, we need to throw that in there. Mineral matter acid. Of fact, matter of fact, I'm starting to think that a lot of people in the church <laughs> is coming. Right from the club the night before. No, I'm, you know Brittany, what? Let me, let me tell you something, Brittany. When your pastor wears a polo, you know that the messaging. And I bet they got an Instagram page, and I no. bet the Instagram page is popping. I bet it's not even. I bet all it is is like it's like the mineral solution that can that can cure COVID for one. They Dude. popping off that. They the, every every post probably got link in our bio. <laughs> Every post got linked to file. And, and always ask you for donations to swipe up. Swipe up to give. Exactly. Are they doing that on Instagram yet? Oh my goodness, if they do that. Do that already. All you got to do, you look, all you got to do is put swipe up, right? And then you make it go to wherever link you go into. Is that is that for your OnlyFans page? <laughs> Who's got an OnlyFans? I don't know why you, you, you asked about a link to, to donate. I'm not on there yet. I'm not on there yet. The Rona has not gotten real for me yet. Brittany, you So what would you need donations for? What do you need donations for? Oh, you know, to help other people. I'm going to need an example. Give back. Give back to the community. (laughs) To back up? (laughs) Give back. Back it up? or I mean, No, to give back. Give us an example. Brittany, we are family here. I need an example of what you want to give back. No, I would probably do groceries for people. I would get groceries for people. That's, that's couple snacks, couple you could, bag you could of chips and salsa. Page. Do a little chips and salsa for everyone during that's, the Rona. That's starting to sound a lot like a just a page for you. That's <laughs> a lot like a page for other people who 
who you know who might need some help because I mean look and 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 this is probably bad too. I don't ever want to be homeless, so I'm gonna keep working and try my best not to be homeless. Please, because I I cannot I don't have an extra bedroom. I don't. But it, is it bad that I'd be offended if somebody gave me chips and salsa if I'm homeless? <laughs> Why? Because you probably don't have teeth. Girl, you know, girl. Let me tell you something. If, even if I'm homeless, you know what I'm gonna always be doing? They're gonna be like, "How that dude? How that dude always out?" I'm gonna be brushing, Brittany. You I'm are. Find a I way can... brushing, Brittany. Dude, you are always gonna have toothpaste on you. I know you're gonna be that homeless man walking around with a cart because I know you're gonna have the cart full of stuff. You you have your Jordans in there. You're gonna have your sneakers. You're still a sneakerhead. You got. You still kept a few from the house that you lost. Exactly. And, and I still I keep it. them clean no matter where I'm sleeping. At. I, got <laughs> rainy, I got the rainy day ones. And even on days when the weather's bad, I'm like, yo, that dude got like plastic around his shoes. I'm going to be walking in those plastic boots around my Jordans. Just because you're homeless, you ain't got to go. Look, you ain't got to go all the way to the left. I'm ready. I'm not ready to be homeless. I'm just saying, like, if I, if it, if times get that bad and I can, you know, I don't, look, that's a, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a story. Look, Brittany, what I, what I, what I want to do today too is I want to, um, if you don't mind, I, I thought today's show could be really, because you missed the last show. And I thought the last show would have really been a great chance for you to meet Tony. Because I think that you would have had some great questions for her as well, especially talking about the job in corporate America. So what I did, and I'm hoping that you'll approve it, like I made Tony a friend of the show, which means that she can come back at any time and yes. she'll be able to talk. But today, I would like to, if we can get Jason, Jason probably can, like Jason can hear us. If Jason could, could make the dial right now, I want to, I want to explore today the uh cannabis space and you know and i i thought that today would be to be really dope you know how we, we've been fortunate enough to have some really go- dope guests as of late and today like we're gonna talk to my guy bill alance he's the cmo at hit it company right hit it yeah hit it company and he oh. is very very much into the cannabis space bill bill are you already there bill Yes, I am. Oh, oh, see, there you go. Look, look, my guy, Bill Alance and 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 uh, Brittany, Brittany uh, Gonzalez, my co-host here. I was telling her, like, when I hey. talked to you yesterday, Bill, and I was like, I think Brittany's gonna really enjoy you being on the show today because, first of all, Brittany has been telling me for a while that sometimes I'm overly hyper and that maybe I need to partake to kind of calm down sometimes. But I, you know, I don't really venture there. But I feel like this is a lot of her space. You know, so I feel like, you know, I I, I wanted to, I always want to do something for her to show her that I care. You know, so I figured <laughs> I figured talking to you today would be a, a, a really great thing, man. So how you doing, man? I, and you're out in L.A., right? You're in L.A. That's correct. Yeah. So I'm in Los Angeles and I have a um, I'm a cultivator and a distributor in the state of California. I have a thirty five thousand square foot distribution facility in Adelanto, California, which is right by Victorville. Right. Um, I believe I sent some images and videos of my facility yesterday. I'm here now. Um, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's, I'm a, a black owned business. You know, just making things, making change happen in the um, in this cannabis space since we are uh, rigorously disproportioned and um, penalized to being in this cannabis space. So I'm very honored to be on this call. Right. Um. And, and and you know what? No, no. I'm I'm just as honored to have you here. Before we even get into like what what you're doing and how you got into the space and 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 that sort of thing i i do want to touch on this point before we get too deep into it because we we all know this right it wasn't long ago that the cannabis space it wasn't legal and we got so many people of black and brown ethnicity that are locked up for this for for this very thing that has suddenly become this legal thing that folks are making a bunch of money off of is there is there any is there any kind of talk about or legislation in the works or to where now that it's becoming legal in so many places and again i don't know all the particulars you may you may i'm pretty sure you know much more about this than i do i just want to ask the question about maybe reducing sentences or getting those people out or you know that sort of thing because it just it just kind of feels is unfair the word I'm looking for, Brittany? It kind of feels unfair to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. It's weird. It's like there's two different laws living in the same at the same time. You know, it's like right. confusing. Right. So is is there is there legislation in place, Bill, or are they working on something to where some of those people so, would? Get- yeah. So that's a great answer. That's a great question. That's a great ask. 
Um, so there's a two-part way that this happening. So in the 12 to 13 states that are um, recreational and medicinal cannabis usage, you know, like California State, Washington State, they've actually overturned tens of thousands of cannabis convictions that happened pre-cannabis being legalized for people of color like ourselves. So, you know, the legislation is on the nationwide. It's not federalized just yet, so that's going to just take some time. However, with the states that are um, properly regulated, they're uh-huh. not even reducing the sentences. They're, con- recon- they're taking those convictions and wiping them off the record because it doesn't make sense uh-huh. for someone who got arrested for, you know, driving or, or carrying a few pounds or a few ounces. And next thing you know, they're doing a year or two when, you know, you look on TV, on daytime TV, and you get white soccer moms saying that they need to smoke cannabis to help them deal with their three kids. Mm-hmm. It right. just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, you now before you before you got into this, because because you and I met a while back, you were kind of in right. the entertainment and you you heavy in the digital space. Can, can we get a little bit of your history before I move into how you found your way into the cannabis cannabis space? Because you you've been around some things with some songwriters and and heavy DJs and, and really into this entertainment space before you got over there. So can you give us a little bit of your history, too? Sure. So I got um, reconnected through a very good mutual friend of ours uh, named Rashad Tyler, who um, a little over 10 years ago was managing a single songwriter out of Atlanta, Florida called Kevin Cotton. Um, So when KC got signed um, through a publishing deal, single songwriter, um, then got signed as an artist deal through RCA, which then merged into Jive Records. um, You know, we all came into that umbrella into the mix. So I I was working with uh, KC through Rashad and Danger and everyone else through that click, and we landed some phenomenal records, you know, like Take It to the Head, Body to Body. Um, right. You know, uh, you know, I love, he, Kevin just won a Grammy for the higher record that John, with Nipsey, DJ Khaled, and John Legend, which he wrote the hook that yeah. John Legend was singing. Um, right. About 85% of the songs that you heard hook-wise of Chris Brown, KC wrote. So wow. it was good just to be a part of that, kind of like that mix. Um, from there, um, you know, out of Jacksonville, Florida, there was a DJ named Q45 who had a show on BT Rap City who was working as a DJ for KC. And, you know, when KC would do his media runs in New York, they would hit me up to show him around and, and do their thing. So uh, Q45, who was at Hot 97 when I was uh, had KC interviewed with uh, DJ Enough and, you know, 98.7 KISS FM and all that jazz. And they, you know, Q45 took a liking to me. Him and I, we, uh, we came to an understanding at this time and from that point on, uh, you know, he wanted to to uh, to get out of the, the the southern belt of Jacksonville, Florida. So I ended up taking him globally. So I took right. him international. I took him to Dubai, France, Switzerland, Luxembourg, um, Europe, Asia, you name it. And that was a nice kinship and a partnership for the short time it lasted, uh, give or take about two years. Um, and from there, you know, uh, all the money that I made within the entertainment space being around, you know, notable people and the bottom denominator is if, if I make them money, I make money. So everybody fucks with each other. Um, mm. I just kept my relationships intact, cultivated it, could continue to grow, um, grow them. And from that point on, I learned a little bit more about cannabis being legal in the state of California. And I've, you know, just positioned and transitioned into doing that now for several years. And it's, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a blessing. Right. So yeah, when you like, cause like I was wondering, okay, so you have this, is it a facility? Cause I imagine it's this open field of just beautiful flower everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> everybody's having a good time. Everybody's kind of chilling, you know, like nah, what is it's that? Work. It's a facility. Oh, I, I don't mean, like can, that. If you don't mind, I sent you, I sent you some stuff so you can send it over and you can post that. That's cool with me. Yeah. Um, so it's a facility. So I have 10 rooms on the first floor, two rooms on the second. Um, you know, it's gated indoor Compound, Does it smell you know, like like smoke, like not smoke, but like, you know, flower throughout? Like when you you go smell it miles away, is it kind of like that? <laughs> no, so you can't smell it miles. You can't smell it miles away. So that's that's a, a myth. Don't, don't believe the hype on that. Um, <laughs> but you can't smell it every time you open the door and you go in the room. Um, and every room has to be moisturized in temperature because you want to make sure it doesn't um, yield any mold or any type of leaf bugs or anything of that sort. So the, the myth of having... Uh, you know, a scent that, that can gravitate you like a cartoon to a pie. Yeah, that's not the case. It's just it's just a regular business format. You know, every room has has a yield, you know, um, you know, it's different stages for each 
flower. Um, right. And, you know, from seed to sale, it takes anywhere between 16 to 20 weeks. Um, so it's a process. It's a process like any other business. When we're, when we're, when we're, when we're talking this space, right, um, because – Bobby not being Bobby not being um I'm you know I'm not a weed smoker I don't I know you know something about the space but not really a lot about the space so so for someone who's totally unfamiliar with the space right so there's there's what you do right and then I'll, there's there's the space that you're in and again I'm playing I'm playing completely I know nothing about this space you understand what I'm saying so when you when I see things like the CBD space or you know CBD and then what you're doing is there a, is there a, what's the difference in in that space or are you in dealing in all those in all that space is that like one thing do you understand so my question the, the, no I understand your question so the CBD space is anything that's under 0 0.03 THC gotcha so CBD is federalized like you can you can ship CBD from California to Florida Okay. Um, you know, there's, there's, you can buy CBD and hemp anywhere from CVS to supermarkets to your Kroger's, your Publix. There's CBD products. There's CBD dog treats. CBD is, is now like a global commercialized thing. It's kind of like when the Internet first came out, everybody wants to get on, on that wave. That's the CBD wave now. Right. Now, with what I do in, in, as a grower, um, an indoor grower, I make sure my THC levels are over 30%. So I also grow the runs strain similar to that i grow high-end ogs high-end exotics so all of my my tac levels have a certain type of criteria where it's just for the high-end cannabis smokers um so my stuff is only licensed in the state of california and it's not regulated to cbd requirements it's a completely different space it's right. kind of like cbd and it's sense is like a toyota and you know i'm i'm, a, I'm the rolls royce i'm the ferrari of cannabis strains with what i got going on here Britney's trying to book a flight right at this second, right now. Like What's she's trying to, up? like she's trying to, she's trying to book a flight. In the Addy. <laughs> so, so, no. so how hard, how hard was it to get in this space? Because again, you know, like again, like I said, and and the reason I'm playing like someone who totally knows nothing is because I think a lot of people listen to these things, right? And if you're like I was at first, you know, I'm I'm hearing all around me CBD this, CBD that, see you can get, and you know, like I'm I'm walking through the city and it's like CBD and I'm like, they just throwing these up anywhere. So how hard is it to get into that space? And then now listening to you, you're in a totally different space and being a black man in that space. So, so how many, how many, how many steps is there before you could even get in that space? Cause I know once you decided there's, there's right. a get in there where you can say, okay, I want to be doing this. Cause I'm sure they're not just letting anybody in. I'm sure it's almost a fight to get in because of the amount of money. And when any, anything to me of that nature, that can be of that grand of a scale, a lot of people are already in and trying to lock it up. So how hard was it for you to get in and what did it take for you to get in? Well, that's a fact. That's a, that's a super fact. So to answer your first question, it's a two part question. So with the CBD space, how hard is it to get into that? It's, um, it's fairly easier to get into the CBD space rather than to get into the cannabis cultivation and distribution space. And the reason why is it's the rules and regulations nationwide are much more loosened and it's easy, you're easily able to, to facilitate getting yourself into that kind of marketplace. Um, to get into the CBD space, you basically just need to have a, a provisional patent on your, your packaging, your ideas, your marketing plan, your marketing campaign, and as well as your chemicals as the formula that you have for your particular CBD strain. Um, once you get that approved or pending patent, you can go into market. It's that simple. It's all who, who's going to be the face of the company, and then they can use their network to then bring it into um, to the marketplace, into retail stores. So that's the CBD space. Right. The cannabis space is a, diff is a, is a, a completely different beast. And the reason for that is automatically, if you're interested in just applying for a permit, it's a $30,000 ap non-refundable application fee. Wow. So off the what? Non-refundable? You have to have $30,000 non-refundable and a certified check non-refundable application just to submit your application. Now, the another part of your question is how hard is it for a black man to get into the cannabis space? I would say it was ridiculously hard because there were so many different loopholes and barriers that I had to overcome, you know, once they saw my face and once right. they saw what I was about. Now, you know, I, I, it's, it, there's so many different nuances and variances that I can provide. The best one that I can say is the, how it benefited me is, is partnerships. So I partnered gotcha. with attorneys who didn't look like me. However, ah. they represented me and they were, we were on the same team with the same aligned vision 
of going towards the same goal. Um, and that, and then of course they were a different ethnicity and a different race, which made it easier for me to be in the rooms when it was, when it was time when, you know, the, the, ink, uh, the, the ink dried on the, the piece of paper. Right. So how hard was it for me? It was ridiculously hard to the point where I believe I got shut down at least six or seven times until I figured out the game. I'm like, if I partner with one person and I partner with another person and they take care of it and I still do what my, I stay in my lane and do my job, it works in everyone's favor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think Brittany's still stuck on the fact, and and this is something too that lets you know, to me, in my opinion, how how you're saying I'm gonna cut off the type of people that I want in this business when you say thirty thousand dollar non refundable check. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's almost like saying, yeah, well, you you know, we can cut off, we can just cut out a lot of people right here. Right. right? I'll, I'll I'll even add it to this point. There's also something that they have called an LOE in the state of California, meaning a letter of, a letter of explanation. And that you basically have to write as a black man and get it notarized by the state of California to say, hey, I want to become, I want to get a delivery service, right? So you, whatever, just a random example. So to want to get a delivery service as a black man or woman or person of color, they ask sometimes a large percentage of the times for an LOE and have it notarized for someone either in your immediate family or that was close to you growing up who's either been incarcerated affected by uh, drug usage or one of your siblings has either been incarcerated someone that is just a weird different type of loophole and it's just like all of all of these steps and processes are in place i feel i wholeheartedly feel are in place for us not to be in the decision making factor seat you know the only times you go to dispensaries and you see someone a person of color a latino a black person they're either a blood tender or, or a security guard Mm-hmm. We're now flipping the switch on that. We're the decision makers. We are actually in the rooms to make change. We're making that type of progress, and you know it's it's happening also on a um, not just a statewide, um, but but in uh, different states that are actually having the uh, the opportunities of opening up the dispensary. Right. Do you do you know how many states off the top are 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 open and legalizing the the business that you're in? How many? Is it? It's not the. It's not every state yet. Is it? It's not every state in the. You no, know. there's there's up to thirteen, up to thirteen oh. states. So and oh, so we still got a long ways to go. Detroit, yeah, Detroit I know. Massachusetts just Massachusetts is uh, recreational, so they're they're getting ready to boogie. New Hampshire as well. So it's Oklahoma is in a good space. You know, um, Austin, Texas, they're doing really well. Um, certain parts of Texas are definitely not. So there's, it's a small marketplace of, of how many there are even for recreational and right. medicinal. Like New Jersey is good for medicinal. However, New Jersey has very restrictions on laws. If you're caught with a certain amount, then it's automatically a misdemeanor or a felony. It doesn't, and it's, uh, they just, they're literally just going to throw you the book. Oh, wow. There's, it's so different everywhere. It's like, oh, man, that's frustrating. But like, Okay, so do you only do flour with your business, or do you have edibles yes, yes, I and do. like? So I I have a series three, so I only do flour. However, there's also a series seven license that does edibles, so I can I sell my flour as a white label, and I can transfer it into edibles with another company, and they basically just my company's name is going to be on the package. That's what Ekin needs. He needs the edibles. This is a. This is a <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm concerned. You, you, see, that. you see, Bill, I, I warned you where this conversation would go. Whereas I would be trying to learn, <laughs> she'd be she'd be worrying about how she can get some pleasure out of this whole this whole situation. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't no, that's, yeah. that's called having a good friend. That's called having a good friend, bro. <laughs> so when we're when we're, when we're talking, and and again, you know, you know, you and I, Bill, we talk a lot of these things about, you know, what I'm saying about where a space for people who look like us to get in. What's what's the percentage of you know, we're talking 13 states, but what's the percentage of of minorities that are that are involved in this from this from the side that you're in? You know, to me, yeah. like, you know, like I, I'm I'm talking ownership now. Like when I, the things I want to talk about on the pod now are, you know, how we can get, like you said, like you said, a seat at the table or our own table. What's the percentage of the people that are in your position in this business right now? I don't have a hard number to that to scale to, but I would only guesstimate and say that it's under 10 percent in the complete total population. And and having a conversation with anything outside of ownership is goofy to me. Like that right. doesn't make any sense with with the the climax and the, especially with all of the social injustice and everything else yeah. that's being 
um, televising broadcast. So if, if we're not talking about, even if it's a 33% split, that's just goofy to me. So, you know, with my guesstimation, it would be, you know, under 10% in a total landscape. Because now what's happening is you're having big farmers, similar to like P&G, Procter & Gamble, um, and they're coming in and they're purchasing, you know, cash and carry cultivation right. and distribution centers, and they're evaluating them at, you know, times 5%. So let's just say there's a company, you know, one, one cultivator, they're doing $20 million. They're giving them anywhere between 100 to 20 to 100, $100 million to overtake their facility because they know with that evaluation, they can pump so much more out because what they'll yeah. do is they also outsource inventory and continue to grow. So, um, but that's bad, you know, right? I, like I, that's bad when they try to buy them out like that. Cause it's, what are they trying to do with it? Like just make their own money. That's it. And you know, and it's, it's just, uh, you know, big farmers going to come in and take all of that. I don't necessarily say it's sad. It's just more so it has to be, um, just mentally prepare yourself for that type of business structure and that and right. forecast your mind to know that these times are going to going to come like where we are now. It's kind of like where the, where uh, the internet just happened. Everyone's making the killing right now, especially because of COVID. So everyone's products and cultivation, they're selling out in a matter of a, of a month. Right. I put it in, in hard numbers today alone. I've already have already, I have orders for over $185,000. And it's only one o'clock in the afternoon in California. So we're, we're at, we're pumping out so much inventory because there's such a, there's such a landscape of this lane wanting to, to happen. And plus I think parents need to smoke to, to light. <laughs> <the table. laughs> you know they do. And it ain't even just parents. You don't have to have kids to be stressed. I, sometimes other people's kids make me stressed, you know? So I get it. They need it. They need all of it. Brittany, look, what we'll, what we'll do in a later conversation is figure out how one day you can take a trip to visit. Maybe maybe you'll go out there <laughs> for us and actually tour the facility and get us get us some get us some, you know, build up some I'm content down. that way. Because it seems like to me that in the back of your mind, this is really all about how you have met a very good friend and be like, well, can I go to California? That's what it seems like it's happening to me. You know, I do do a yearly trip. So, oh. no, <laughs> no, but yeah. Just let me know when you touch down. I got you. Hey. Oh my God, Bill. When we're talking, when we're talking, um, uh, one of the things I like, I like to explore too. When we're talking the background, right, and the things that 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 got you here, right, and this is obviously to me a, a heavy numbers operation, a heavy forecasting operation. How important was your background in this? Like, you know, because I know your background is, is deep in the digital space, deep in knowing numbers, as well as something that I think is even super, even more important that you didn't tell me, but I know about you, is your cultivation of relationships. How important has all that upbringing up until now, your experiences, even in the music business, helped you in this space? Um, I come from the, the, the grooming of, you know, like Kenny Burns, the lifestyle specialist. You know, I have a lot of my relationship and my guidance from from him. So I come from that that cloth. Um, right. And it's also, you know, the, the relationship factor is important, but, you know, common sense is not that common. So being especially in the entertainment industry with the now the cannabis space, it's, it, it's just having that sense of street knowledge and just understanding that, you know, someone says one thing, it, they can mean something different. So I just got to have you got to operate in that great mindset space sometimes and just just understand the surroundings that we're in. Um, to answer your question in full, it's really just about just doing transparent business. So right. I've been blessed to never have my moral compass question, I feel. Um, because the moment I feel if anyone in, in any type of relationship, their moral compass is questioned, then any anything else that happened prior to that will also then in fact be questioned. So, you know, it's really just about doing good business. You know, the it's a small community, big world, such a small community. Um and anywhere you go, your name is, is more valuable than the actual currency that you're receiving. Right. So because of my relationships in entertainment, it was so easy and pivotal for me to make that switch into cannabis, which, you know, I can call upon any of my colleagues and be like, hey, if you have a studio session, just think about me and I'll pull up. And then that that intertwines into such a larger scale to doing a marketing or partnership deal in the cannabis space um, or within the financial space. It, it just they all they marry each other hand in hand and i think um that's vitally important in any type of pro professional landscape that anyone is going to be in 
I love it's, that. You know relationships are the key, Brittany. You you know, that's that's come on. Like, I know, that, but like it's also like the, the execution of it, you know, how you make that happen is also like can be difficult for some people. So it's nice to hear, like, all right, well, you know what? I pulled up. I let them know. I I reached out to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people, it's hard because you think that, oh, if you have something great or, you know, of your own product or whatever it is, you think that other people should just get it and know it and want it, you know, and that's not the case always. Right. So you know, one of the key indicators that I can say is I like to make sure I show people a good time. So whenever someone comes in town, I host them. There's not, I can't even, I'm, I'll put this on my kid's life. In the past five, six years, I don't even remember anyone paying for dinner. Because I want to make sure one thing that someone will never forget is they're never going to forget the way that you made them feel. Right. Now, mm-hmm. it's always a, a plus, I feel, just to put that type of groundwork in. And, and if, if they mean something to you, just do something to show your appreciation. Don't right. do something to want something in return. Just do it because you rock with them. Those, those are your people, right? That's your guy. That's your girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's just those little things that just can get turned up and, and may potentially or may not potentially lead to a business opportunity because they like you as a human being and they want right. to see you succeed as a human so it's it's kind of um it, it, it mirrors each other it goes hand in hand I, again i think i feel you see it all yeah. it all starts cultivates into something good yeah. i know no, you got well- it was back, questions over there. <laughs> but this one's back to your attorneys that you said that you linked up with. Like, you know, I feel like that's a very, those relationships, they have to be very, you have to be very trusting in them. Like what kind of, how did you decide, all right, these are the attorneys I want to go with work. Cause you know, cause they are going to say the same thing that they want. You know what I mean? So when you, whatever it is that you, you know, you need, but how do you figure that part out? Choosing the right part. That, right that was more so like, just shooting, shooting my, I was just shooting shots. All I was doing was just shooting my shot. I was getting declined so many times. I put up the 30 grand, I was losing. And at that point I, I contacted one of my attorneys who knew of another attorney. And I was just like, Hey, this is something, this is my problem. You know, you can look me in the whites of my eyes. Let's see if this could work out. Are you interested? And he, he looked it over. He thought about it and it worked in my favor. Now, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen that way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this instance, it, it, it worked in my benefit. And, and I'm very, very, very thankful for that because it, things like that just typically don't happen. It just right. really, it's, it's not normal. And if you have, if some, again, and this goes back to reputation. If someone co-signs you to introduce you to someone else and your reputation is good, then they're going to know that you're, you're a serious person and you mean business. Um, and, and within that space, I meant business and, and I had an issue and we parted and we came up to an agreement and here we are. What, can we, can we, can we talk about what I know a lot of people want to know and they're curious about what, what's the money like in this space? Cause you can't remember. I remember, like, I, remember, I, remember, I know you like you in the digital space. I know it, it's pretty lucrative in the entertainment space. I know it could be pretty lucrative. So for you to shift and say, you know what? These spaces are cool. And I know you're still in the digital space a lot because it has to do with your business as well. But for you to say, you know what, the entertainment space, not so much. And like I said, I know I know you've been in some pretty heavy circles. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like you were, you know, even telling us in the beginning, when you start getting in that songwriter producer space, that's where the money really is. Not so much of just, hey, I was in front of the camera, but, you know, that money's in the publishing and that sort of thing. And you were moving around that space and, of course, starting to manage some people that were moving a little bit. So when you talk when you talk this move. What what do the because you know again you hear all kinds of stories how much money can be made with this how much money can be made with that what is realistically the the you know the 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 income difference or you know what does the money look like when you're in your position of you know being somebody that's actually at the table you know with 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 something like this I would say I don't want to put a target on my back and make myself famous right <laughs> so, <laughs> is um you know before I answer your question it's vitally important to have something what I call the five horsemen. And what I mean by the five horsemen are you have a banker, an accountant, and a financial advisor, a lawyer, and your insurance documents are all intact. Now, when you have all that in play, in the cannabis space, you can do anywhere between 100 to $500 million. Whew. Annually. 
I was gonna say, are we are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking yearly? But you cleared that up just now. Yeah, that's all you need right, is so, one year of that. One year of that, I'm good. Well, that's not. <laughs> that's also it's not. It's not net. It's not net. That's no, gross yeah. Because the tax the cannabis space are minimum thirty six point five percent. Right. So off the bat, just at forty percent of your taxes is gonna your your funding is gonna go to taxes just to maintain cost of operation. And then right. you also have your utilities, your cost of goods, your your cars. You have your your utilities, your employees, insurance. You know your mortgage and your your land, your electricity, all that stuff. And that's right. a hefty note every month. So just think about it in that aspect. It is it is a business. It's very lucrative. Just think about it in a you know a full spectrum kind of sense. I right. just feel you like know, I can I, make fifty k go a long way. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't I'm, need I'm that much. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, she, I was making a joke. She was talking <laughs> about ahead. it. She could, she could just take 50k and make it go a long way. And, 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 <laughs> I, I told you before we got on. Before I've, we I've got you here. <laughs> Before we got you here, I told you how this would go. I told you she was just going to be excited to hear these conversations and this info you were going to give her, you know, about like I said, she's been preaching to me for the longest time how to relax and that this would be a great thing to help me relax. So it's it's been her thing, just not from this space of where you're sitting at, of like at the table and running a business. You know, somebody told me a while back, though, that as this thing expands, one of the most important pieces is. If you own like land. Could that help you in, in this space? Like if you own, like say one of the states that they haven't been in, right? Like say if when they're, cause I, you know, actually this person I was talking to, we were talking about Florida and I'm not sure if, if the, we were talking about what you're doing, but maybe even the CBD space or something was going, but she was talking about, it was a guy that she knew that owned a bunch of land and that that was one of the, if you own land, that could be a, that could be a big help for you in this space. Is, is, is that true? Or is that just a rumor I'm hearing? That's like, you know, if you want to get in this space and you have land. It's a super fact. Whatever you do, if you can hold yourself into some land right. and you know that you hold on to it and pay that note, which is basically going to be, if you purchase anywhere between eight to 10 acres of land, it's going to cost you the amount of your AT&T phone bill or your car insurance. It's not that big of a deal. Right. It's just, I want to just teach that to anyone. Now, the build out to build the cultivation facility on top of it, that's where, that's the money maker. That's, that's the hard part. The mm. land is the easiest aspect because you can get a, a VC, a venture capitalist to come in, buy you out for the land that you you potentially have, hypothetically have, pay you above market value because they already know in a year's time, they're going to make a killing off of that. They're going to rape anybody who gets into that space. Right. So I would say get into the, get into to buying as much land as possible because what will happen is, you know, it's, it's happening already. There's 33 states that are, um, Medicinal, there's 13 states that are recreational. So what will continuously happen is the rest of the other states are going to slowly follow in suit because they see the, the amount of revenue that's coming in from cannabis. Yeah. And the arrests are going to go. And all of the, the warrants and anything else that you can think of to arrest people of color is going to go away. Um, and they're just going to put it's going to put money in these Republicans' pockets or anyone else's pockets. Um, so to answer your question with land, is that does that help? It 100% helps. There's people purchasing land in Oklahoma by the bulk because they know that it's going to make a shift in the next five years or so. Um, wow. That's that's just an example, man. Yeah, just just if you can grab it, grab it. It's, it doesn't cost you much, man. It really is like it's like if you have an S class or a BMW 3 Series or an AT&T phone bill or your car note, like your car insurance. It's not that much money to buy land. Right. I think a lot of times too with a lot of this stuff too. I think it's that we're not educated or we're not asking the right questions or we're not looking right. in the right places because, because like you said, if, if you're looking at pretty much a car note or a little bit more than a car note, right. you got some of these brothers in these neighborhoods that are, you know, they running around the neighborhood in an apartment, but they driving, you know what I'm saying? A five series BMW. When, if they were looking in the right direction, they could be starting to, to work on generational wealth, but we're not, it just doesn't seem like we're taught that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even, like even that's why this conversation is, is so important to me when I talk to you about having this, because I don't think that we know about these things like, you know, you know, and is this information, is it hard to get out there? Is it just, or are we just not, no, I, we're not looking in the right place. I, I don't, I don't want to say we're not looking into it. I think, and here's, this is just my, my coming across life. I feel like the generation of before us and our predecessors, the two generations before us, they paved the way through their sweat equity to make sure that we can actually have this type of knowledge to, 
to do like, you know, the Will Smith, uh, Will Smith from Fresh Prince Bel-Air analogy, like skating with one skate. Right, right now, I don't feel like we're skating with one skate anymore. Like we're, we're in, we're inside. Like we're in the building at the table, have our coffee, our tea, our food, and we'll make with, we're amongst the big boys and, ga- and girls. So I feel like the generations, the two generations prior to us, they paved the way for us to be in the position that we're in. So we have to thank them for that because they dealt with all the redlining. They dealt with all of the backlash and the, you know, the civil unjust in a much broader scale than what we're dealing with in our current time space in 2020. Right. Um, so this information available 100%. Google's our friend. Everybody got a phone in their pocket. It's easy. And one thing that I always tend to do is, you know, like I mentioned earlier and I alluded to earlier in the conversation is, again, everyone should have a five horsemen, a banker, an accountant, a financial advisor, a lawyer, and an insurance representative. You get those in play, you're going to, you're basically setting up the root of your tree and the foundation of your house or whatever plan that you're going to go to move forward and you're going to succeed and kill it. And it really only takes two years to get right. Right. The first year, you're going to struggle a little bit. Your second year, you're going to be on cruise control. You're making some money and you're making some changes. That's so a quick turnaround uh, too. Like, yeah. to be honest, I mean, within two years, if you can get some profit, like that's amazing. It, yeah. It's not rocket science, man. you got a solid group of people, you can figure it out. Stick to the plan. Nobody, again, you're not questioning anyone's moral compass. It's, right. it's, it is attainable. I'm speaking from personal experience. It is 100% obtainable. Right. But I mean, I think one of the good points you make, too, is you, you have to be straight up about and you have to be about your business, too. And you that part you have to be clear on. And, you know, I think you have to be clear on that from the beginning, too, because it's, it is a space that it can get muddy. It can get confusing. I think really, really quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I know something about it, but some of the questions that I asked you today, I wanted to really ask them for some from from an aspect as someone who knows nothing about the space, because I think there's a lot of great information, even though this is this is not even you know, this is not even deep into the conversation as we can go, but it is information that people that are thinking about. Cause you know, I know I know a lot of people who just spend a good amount of money just just wanting to smoke, right? And then they talk about things like these ideas about, you know, and they be schooling me on different strands and this, that, and the other. And I'll look at them and I'll go, why you never thought about going into a business now? Because this thing is, it's becoming a legal business. And if you early and you know all this stuff, you could be, like you said, you could be working on getting your infrastructure right right now and getting your, your five horsemen, you know what I'm saying, in place to be ready or already be ahead because that way by the time it is maybe legal in a state that it's not legal in. Or you could be looking going, you know what? I like this target market over here. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cool. I've been going to these clubs here in Florida, but I see something about to happen over there. That, that to me is the problem that I'm having with some of the people that talk to me. And that's why, like I said, this conversation was was super important to me to learn something, because I think a lot of us, we're not doing that. But then we're complaining about what we don't have. You know what I'm saying? But we're not forward thinking. We're not going, you know what I do? You know, because I like, you you know, you be in the barbershop, Bill. And, and these these dudes are talking and you be like, they, they really know some stuff, but they're not applying that knowledge. Like like you're doing to take those steps and go, you know what, man, let me let me get in a room with a couple of good lawyers and really talk and see, you know, what the next steps I might need to be doing to maybe get myself into this space and really be feeding my family with this space. I mean, I know what I'm hanging out in it, you know, and I, I just I, that's why, I'm, you know, I'm curious about the information, how hard it is to get out there, because it just seems like to me that a lot of us are missing, you know, what I'm saying the information and yeah. I don't I don't know if we're looking in the wrong place. We're just or not just asking not the question. We're really like, I mean, for sure. It's just not knowing to ask the question. But we got the answers. We got the answers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in just, you know, just passing on information. If somebody can have understand the caliber of the conversation and, right. and it's cool. Like you said, the barbershop analogy, like, yeah, everybody in the barbershop, we all go there. It's the cornerstone of the community. Everybody go there. You, you get your game. You pick up some some lingo, it's some terminologies, and you bring it back home, and you, you continue to continuously practice that. The same could be applied with information. So, you know, again, anybody could do anything that they want to do, and that's just an easy fact. You apply your mind to it. You have the plan. You work the plan. It's that simple. It's, it's, it's really not rocket science. I'm not a rocket science kind of person. I right. just knew... To do something, I was having some roadblocks. I figured some shit out. I partnered with some people because I knew I was going to do it by myself. And here I am five years later. So it's it's all obtainable, man. So yeah, if you ask the questions, if you're bold enough to ask the questions and say effort, you know, and keep moving forward, that's really just the nature of the game because I'm gonna just keep it a buck. 
or two virgins is what everybody's saying right now. Like, I'm not going to have the same conversation I had with somebody a year ago now. Like, I'm on a different level. Right. Like, I'm not going to have the conversation I have or be around the same type of people if they're not moving forward a year from now because it doesn't make sense. Like, I could be cordial and cool with them, but I'm not going to give them enough of my time because I know I got something else that I could do with my time, like being a father, being a husband, being a small business owner. Um, I'd rather just utilize it and move forward and think of what's next. Because it took a lot of time for me to plan to want to get into the cannabis space. Um, strategic planning. So once I did that and I started implementing my strategic plan, nigga, it was easy at that point because right. I, I had a battery in my, I knew what I wanted to do. Right. And I wasn't going to have stop me from doing what I wanted to do. I took some licks, I took some hits and licks on my, my journey, but that's just like anything. That's like somebody going to play ball and, and want to be in a championship. You're going to get bruised up a little bit. Just put some ice, heal up and do it again tomorrow. Right. Have a little champagne, maybe some wine, forget about it. You know, everything maybe smoke can, a little shine. Really, everything cannot be a <laughs> look, man. <laughs> Bill, before I let you before I let you get out of here. I don't even smoke. I own a cannabis what? company and I haven't tried any Brittany, of my products. Now look at that. Boom. See, I, Brittany, you I could be in the what? cannabis business. You ain't even understand. It's good to be in the cannabis business. It's all a business. You ain't even understand. What? You ain't okay, even understand. Business, like, that is crazy. That's blowing my mind. Nah, it's a business. Like, like, there's so much. Because if I start smoking my own stuff, then I'm going to start yielding a, a loss of return. Like, if a dispensary ordered 10 pounds and I'm like, damn, I need something to hold me over for the next two weeks, then I know I'm going to have like a pound and a half for the next two weeks, that's money <laughs> that I'm not using to feed my family. So, now nah, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Look, well, I just feel I like... Hear you. I hear not it, disappointed, but I hear you. But it's a business, though. Just like I, any, any other business. I know Brittany you know, is right here with this question. Artists. As long as you always carry it with you, you know, then I'm cool with it. You know, Look, it's like, I... Uh, Brittany, I let, me, let, me, let me ask the question that's right there, because I know this question is right there. What? Bill, if, if you don't partake, how are you able to understand the strands or you know how you want to how you know what i'm saying like what's good for your business and and how you want to do it because you know that i'm sure Brittany being a smoker because i don't smoke you know what i'm saying so again and you now you've let us know that you don't partake so how are you able to move around you know that space and understand you know what i'm saying what strands you want to do or you know what strands are working how are you able to maneuver around that space being that you don't partake two-part answer one i hire very smart people around me Boom. and two I hire people who smoke cannabis religiously and rigorously to let them know, like, if this is hitting or not. Like, I'm literally, I'm here at my facility, my cultivation facility now, right? Uh-huh. And I have 110 pounds of Gorilla Glue that's coming out. So with my, my GG, I'm like, all right, well, take this batch that I just, you know, finished curing. And, and what I mean by curing is you, you take the trees out of the, the, the cultivation room, you hang it upside down for about a week and a half, two weeks, it dries to its purest form. You put it in the bag, you flip that upside down for a few days, and then the, the cannabis is ready to smoke. So I had somebody try that out, and they said it was good. If it wasn't good, I would have to let it cure for a few more days and let that process naturally. So right, I just baby. hire people who are, you know what I'm saying? I hire people who are around me. And that's really just the, and that's, that's like in any business. Like imagine if I was an alcoholic and I ran a, you know, a right. beverage company. Right. I'm not going to drink because if I'm an alcoholic, I'm going to get fucked up. So I'm going to just hire people who drink and they can take care of that part of the business for me. And I stay in my lane and I, stay, and I take care of mine. It's working for you. So I, I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm with that, you. That is the business right there. The company is called Hit It, Hit it Company, right, Bill? Am I, am I correct? The company is yeah. called Hit It, yeah, Hit it, it Company. Hit it. Um, we are, we are, and our, my Instagram is Hit It LA, H-I-T-I-T-L-A. And we're selling it in over... 40 dispensaries in the state of California and, and multiple delivery services. You see, wow. this man, I'm following it. This man understands marketing. He understands everything. And I was, I was just about to ask him how they can, you know, find out more information about what he got going on. And, and immediately he's already ready, man. Yo, as, as always, Bill, I, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the time. And, yes. and there's, there's plenty of more things that I want to talk to you about. So as always, please keep your phone line open for me. Cause I will, I will want to talk to you again soon. As a matter of fact, I'm so, I'm so like, into what you got going on that I'm trying to trying to find a way that at some point, Brittany, myself, or maybe both of us at the same time, we're on the road, come out there and hang out with you and create some some content that people can actually view of us. Yes. You know, 
I want to run through the field. Of course, she's way excited. You know, I want to come out and get get a real up close look at it. You're more than welcome. And Brittany, there's no field. It's just, you know, rows and rows of cannabis. You know, rows and rows. That's However, all I um, need. You know, DJ, DJ, oh, my God, you got some of the footage. If you want to post it, you're more than welcome to. Oh, definitely. Um, that was today. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always here to help. I appreciate the, the the reach out, the, you know, the humble gesture for saying, hey, can you just come on my show? Um, and, yeah, let's if, if there's anything else I can do for you, my guy, you know, I got your back. I appreciate it, man. Again, uh, the Instagram again is what? Give it to him one more time. It's hit it, hit it LA. H I T I T L A. Okay, and and you probably see it immediately. Brittany's already going to follow, Hello. just so she can you know, so she can see what's going on. But again, man, I appreciate you, man. And now now we Brittany, we've learned a little bit more about the cannabis space. We really did, man. Now I'm not just gonna you know smoke it. I'm gonna really start thinking about the other side of that. I probably won't, but I really do thank you because that was so helpful. It helped me. Bill, do you see what I deal with every week? This is what I deal with every, every every single week. This is what I deal with. Like I like I'm really here to learn some things. And she's she is. I guarantee you, dude. Like when I finish when we finish with this, her first call to me is, "When can we go to L.A.? When can we go to L.A.? You know, you know, and that that's it. You know. But I'm excited though, because like I said, I I mean, we've been friends for a long time, man, and I definitely want to come out there and see what you got going on because I'm all about you know being up close and personal, man. And even though I'm like you, I don't partake. The whole operation and the science behind it, and and yeah. and where it where it's going, and just you know, like I said, because I've started to do a little bit of research myself, and like I said, the when I heard when the when the when the people I were talking to were telling me about how important having the land was, you know, as well with where they're trying to go, I think that's that right there is a simple step that we get beat on a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't just we forget like how important having actual assets are when it comes to doing anything, man. And, and I think, I thank you for, you know, providing some, some knowledge on all of that, man. Any, any closing thoughts before we, before we let you go, since we've held up a, you know, a bunch of your time today. Yes. I would say if anyone's interested, even if they live in a different state, but they want to get licensed in another state, they're mm-hmm. more than, that's an easier process to do as well. Like I just purchased, I just have a delivery license, got approved to have a delivery license in Massachusetts, because I see that that marketplace is enhancing and it's growing. So what I can say in closing thoughts, if you think that this is a business lane for you to do, it's, you know, you want to get you and your family to do it, get some community pooling, some ethnic pooling in there, pull your money together, put your money where your mouth is, and then just go for it. It's, it's the same as if you were to purchase real estate, the same as you want to do anything else. Um, it's obtainable. I'm doing it. I have relatives that are doing it. You know, there's other there's a, a black woman in the state of Maryland. Her name is Hope Wiseman. She owns a dispensary called Marion, Maine. She was the youngest African-American woman in the state, in the country, in the country to have a dispensary. She I think she had a, she got a license at 25. Wow. So, you wow. know, everybody, we all connect with each other. There's a small community of us minorities who are in the cannabis ownership space. So, you know, we're all here to help each other. Each one teach one, whatever I can do to help out, whatever any one of my colleagues can do. We will for sure help out as well. And just uh, just pass me a shot. I'm here to help. Dude, my guy, Billy Alance, uh, chief marketing officer at Hit It Company. Um, it's located in L.A. But if you know anything about this dude like I do, um, we're probably going to be talking about this in a, in a few different spaces in the years to come because he moves like that, man. I appreciate you, man, for hanging out with us here at the uh, the DJ Aiken podcast. Well, we go in some places and not because not because. Brittany has a dope hairdo every week, but we go in places, I swear. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany, where can they find you at on social media before we get out of here? Follow me at Brunch with Brittany everywhere. On Instagram, I'm on TikTok. Follow really, me. Really? Really? That they yeah. needed to know you were on TikTok? <laughs> uh, uh, man, I'm, I'm gone, man. For my entire family, man, I am DJ Eakin. Um, of course, DJ Eakin across everything. And, of course, shouts out to Radio Influence. And you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. I think I'm getting that statement right finally, too, Brittany. iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find, wherever you uh, look for the DJ Eakin podcast at, you can find it, all right? And, uh uh, Bill, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna get some of your stuff up on Instagram because I think that they should see what I'm seeing because th- those that partake, I think, will definitely enjoy the images th- that you sent me, man. And again, I, I appreciate you being here, man. And as soon as I get to LA, you know, you're one of my first calls. All right, just pass me a shot. I'm here to help. I'm here. I'll be your tour guide. All right, my dude, man. Talk to you soon, man. We gone.
This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. 31-year-old Cam Newton lands with the Patriots. Makes a lot of sense. Stidham, I don't even know where he comes from. I don't know his pedigree. Um, he's thrown a couple, three passes in the league. It's really hard to go into an NFL season thinking that that's going to be your guy. So Bill Belichick is going to bring in Cam Newton. Listening to all the experts speak on Cam Newton, I disagree with a lot of them who think that all of a sudden Cam Newton is signed by the Patriots and make that makes him a, a playoff contender. No, the, the Patriots are a playoff contender because they're a good football team. They're a playoff contender with Stidham, whether we want to know it or not, because they have Belichick, and that equation seems to work every damn time. But isn't it crazy that you sign somebody like Cam Newton that 31 other teams had the ability to sign, and nobody signed them, and when you sign them, you think that makes a team a, a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender. I think that's it's odd. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.